Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nice of the Day FC podcast. I'm Josh Taylor, and on today's episode, we got plenty to talk about as we'll recap week two action with the lone matchup between Gold Star FC and the Savannah Clovers. We do have some NISA news to get to as well, as we have a couple teams still making signings. And we got to talk about the big cup set that happened this past week as Midwest Premier League side Chicago House AC came back from two goals down to defeat for Madison 3-2 in extra time. So, gotta share my thoughts about that. And then, of course, we got some East Nation news, as always. And in my final thoughts, we're going to talk about, you know, my big trip going to Michigan this Friday. As to, I'm going to cover the Stars and against Gold Star and their home opener. So, looking forward to that and more. So, stay tuned, guys. We got an exciting episode coming right up now. in for Arides, he's gonna have a chance, takes a shot, excellent save by Barnes. First shot on goal for the Clovers and we have a corner. What a- Barnes takes quickly, Sanchez on his horse, trying to dispossess him, he might just have done it. He gets it, takes a shot, it's off oh. the crossbar! Arides wants to keep it going. Still inside the box, looking for support. And he's taken to ground. Diafrod comes in to make a tackle. Ball's taken over in transition. Rosero going to have a shot, but Shandon writes it. Ball's still in play. And it's in the back door for Vlad Jokic. A quick pass. Junior Rosero beats the Clovers defense. Jack Pondy had no chance on that. And Goldstar has struck first. Once again on the end of the box. Quick header right there. We might have a little bit of a chance in the box. Alex Woods tries to get a piece of it. Just simply could not get his foot to the ball. And that's it. Full time at Memorial. Wow, what a game, guys, in Savannah at Memorial Stadium. As we only had one matchup from this past weekend in the Nisa League for week two as Gold Star FC secured their first win in league history with a goal from Vlad Jokic in the 52nd minute with a nice assist there from Junior Rosero and Gold Star FC. Coach Lubianski and his squad get their first league win as a professional side. So congrats to Gold Star FC for achieving that. Gold Star FC, as I mentioned, gets their first league win. While for the Savannah Clovers, they get their first loss of the season in their inaugural season. So it'll be interesting to see how the Clovers bounce back from that down in Florida this weekend. Now, the Savannah Clovers, they did have some good chances in the first half. And that's the thing I'm kind of wondering, man, if the Clovers would have scored in the first half, how that would have changed the, the game. You know, Aredes, you know, had, had a shot saved by Brandon Barnes in the 24th minute. In the 36th minute, uh, the Clovers had a free kick, and Theo 
Uh, Wickman's header gets scooped up by Barnes, and Sanchez he had a he stole the ball from one of the Gold Star FC defenders, and he's in the box. He rips the shot and it hits the crossbar. Oh man! In the 41st minute, and you're just thinking, man, if, if the Clovers one of those shots would have gone in, man, it, it would have changed the game for the uh, Clovers in, in entirely. And maybe they would have had a chance to get that first win. I did predict it and, and got it wrong, but I predicted that Savannah Clovers was going to win that game, and that did not happen. And look, Gold Star FC, they made some adjustments, uh, changed some things in the second half, and look, right in the 52nd minute, early in the, in the second half, they got that goal and was able to hang on for that win. I know Savannah Clovers did have an opportunity to get a goal late, but Brandon Barnes was ready for that one. I think in like the 95th minute during stoppage time, the Gold Star FC, they held on. And as I mentioned, they get that win. And now for them, they have that rivalry matchup this weekend on Friday night going to Michigan Stars at the Romeo Stadium and taking on the Michigan Stars FC, the defending champions. I know their last up, their their last matchup, excuse me, in Detroit did not go so well against Detroit City FC, but they lost that game one nothing. And Michigan Stars, it's going to be a little different challenge for them. But Gold Star, that's the thing I'm kind of wondering how they're dealing with playing on the road. Because remember, their first seven games are on the road before they have their home opener. Gold Star FC getting ready for Michigan Stars taking one match at a time. For Savannah Clovers, as I mentioned, they got to put this game, put this loss behind them and get ready because now they're going to make their first road trip as they go down to Daytona Beach, Florida to take on Club de Leon FC. Now, Club de Leon, they've been rested. They haven't played since opening week. I know they did have a friendly against... Uh, Sima, it's like the uh, Mount Verde Academy. I don't, I don't know if they're still affiliated with Orlando City. I don't think so, but I know they did have a partnership a while back. But they did have a friendly Club Leon. They won that match, one nothing. So Club Leon, despite not playing some games, they had some friendlies to try to keep them in shape, keep them ready to go. And as I mentioned, Club Leon. FC about their news last week that they're going to be playing all their home matches at Daytona Stadium in Daytona Beach, Florida, but still train in Orlando. So it'll be interesting to see how that matchup goes as you have another matchup between two expansion sides. So going to be very busy. Week three action in Nisa. You got Club Leon hosting Savannah Clovers FC and their home opener. Be interesting to see how many fans show up in Daytona for that one. You got Michigan Stars, the on Gold Star FC, the rivalry, the Metro Detroit Derby. I'll be covering that match on Friday. So looking forward to giving you guys some updates on what's going on there. And of course, on Sunday, we have Albion San Diego. They're back as they get ready to host Chattanooga FC. That should be a good matchup as well. All right, everyone, let's get into the news around NISA. 
All right, everyone. I know there's plenty of NISA news to get to, but I thought let's talk about the big story that happened earlier this week on Tuesday night in Madison, Wisconsin, as Midwest Premier League side Chicago House AC came back from a 2-0 deficit to knock out four Madison FC 3-2 in extra time in the Wilt Derby, as they were calling it. Now, I was at work while this game was going on, so I was closing up the store, and I was like, man, let me try to follow on my phone what's going on in the game. And it was like 70 minutes in, Chicago House was down 2 nothing, and you're thinking, well, unless Chicago House gets a goal in the next 20 minutes, this game's over. But as they say in soccer, 2 nothing lead is always a dangerous lead. And the Flamingos didn't get the memo because, as I mentioned, they were up 2 nothing with goals from Jaden Onin and Tino Vasquez. And the Flamingos were up 2 nothing after the first half. The 75th minute, they get a goal from Adam Mann to pull one back. And you're thinking, okay, Chicago House, they're in it. They're in it. They got 15 minutes. Let's see if we can get another one. And right in stoppage time, the captain, A.R. Smith, scored the equalizer in stoppage time to send this match into extra time. I mean, for a match, you're just wondering like, how they blew this game. They were up 2 nothing, And yet two turnovers basically gave Chicago House life in this game. And that's how they got back into it. And we go to extra time. And in the 103rd minute, A.R. Smith strikes again off a turnover from Fort Madison to put Chicago House AC ahead 3-2. And the house hangs on to win the game 3-2 after extra time in the Wilt Derby. And Chicago House, uh, I was seeing on Twitter after the game, the players are all... Celebrating and everything. You got Matt Poland you know, applauding the, the, the fans that showed up to that game. And Chicago House, wow. After everything that club has had to kind of get themselves back on track, playing in an amateur league. And now, you know, 15 games unbeaten and their run continues. And as many of you know, I used to work for the team. And I know things didn't end well from – their time when they were in Nisa in the professional side, but they've seemed to rebound well in the amateur league, Midwest Premier League, and with Peter Wilt still running the ship there, and you got Matt Poland making things happen, and you know Chicago House, you know it's been an interesting offseason for them. You know they had seven players signed to go join professional clubs, and that's great. They will be back in the Midwest Premier League. Again, this summer, they just announced their schedule. So I'm looking forward to going to a couple house games, but you know, I'm glad to see them doing well. And now they're going to get the Chicago Derby. So we didn't get a Rochester Derby. Thanks, Rochester, New York FC. We're not going to get a Chattanooga Derby. Thanks, Red Wolves. But now we get a Chicago Derby. So we now get it, and it's going to be on April 26th at SeaGeek Stadium. I will be there, 
and looking forward to that match. And uh, the Will Darby is, is, is another one of Wilt's, Peter Wilt's former clubs that he's helped start at Chicago Fire. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I think the other interesting dynamic with this story is the game's going to be at CDX Stadium, which is, was a former home for both clubs, Chicago House, AC, um, which I did see they're now going to play their games at DePaul College Prep for the U.S. Premier League for the summer. And then uh, Chicago Fire, of course, they're now at Soldier Field, where the Bears play as well. So that's going to be a very interesting storyline, seeing both teams that used to play there now going to face each other at SeatGeek Stadium. So it should be a good one. And like I mentioned, uh, I don't know how the bracket seats up, but I know Indy 11, they got to play the club's crew in their Open Cup match. So I don't know if, if, if Chicago House gets through and Indy 11 wins, uh, but another Will Darby, man. Maybe they should start looking to do the Will Invitational and just have a trophy named after Peter Will and all his teams just play against each other in a tournament. That's just my suggestion. But we'll see. We'll see. But very excited to see. House do well, and I wish them the best of luck and looking forward to seeing them in a couple weeks. All right, everyone, let's get into the news around NISA with uh, signings. We only had a couple teams that announced some signings within this past week since our last episode. Albion San Diego, they have signed midfielder Rashid Willis for the 2023 season. He had previously played for Queensborough FC in the UPSL. They've also signed Nukele Jabot. I hope I pronounced that right. He played in the MPSL with Dakota Fusion and USL League Two side FC Buffalo. Albion has also added Chris Bordon, who they have brought back for the 2023 season. And they have also signed center back Julian Garcia. So those are the latest signs for Albion San Diego as they get ready to have their home opener this Sunday against Chattanooga FC. Now, Gold Star FC Detroit, they've been busy as well, even though we're now week three in the Nisa League. They have announced some signings. Now, I saw on Instagram someone had commented about one of their signings, and they're like, Gold Star, that's like 30, what, 35, 36 players in their team? And I don't know who's running the Instagram account for Gold Star, but they were like, don't worry, we're, we're going to have some more, so keep up. <laughs> I was like, wow, Gold Star they're trying to be like Chelsea now, <laughs> have a bloated squad with so many players. I mean, they're not spending as much money as Chelsea is. And for Chelsea, well, it hasn't worked out for them in the Premier League. They're sitting in, what, 11th place? And, and after their 3 nothing loss are uh, to – I'm sorry, they lost 2 nothing. excuse me. That was Bayern that lost 3 nothing to Man City. Chelsea lost 2 nothing to Real Madrid. It's not looking good for them that they're going to – win the Champions League, and qualify for it next year. And they're definitely not getting a top four. That's not happening. So Chelsea, man, it's a hot mess. But that's a story for another day. Let's get back on topic with Gold Star. So Gold Star, I mean, with their roster, they can basically have two teams, you know, like like Club they own. They're another team in Nisa right now that has a lot of players on their squad. So anyway, let's get on with the signs for Gold Star. They have signed center back Quinton Carey for the 2023 season. They Carey had previously played with Flower City Union last year, and he also played for the LA Force before that, and he also plays for the Baham- Bahamas, excuse me, men's national team. 
Goldstar also added center midfielders Pablo Martinez and Victor Rolf. So those are the latest signings that we've had since our last episode. And then Chattanooga FC, they announced they have added a home game on June 10th at Fort Finley to honor Juan Hernandez. As you guys know, he previously announced that he was going to retire from the playing soccer and that he was moving to a coaching role with the club. But he will get to play one more match for the boys in blue on June 10th. And Chattanooga FC will play UPSL side Pumas FC. All right, guys, that will close out the new segment for Nisa. Now let's talk about Nisa Nation. All right, everybody, let's catch you up on what's going on in Nisa Nation. We had week two action in the Southwest Division this past weekend. Only two matchups. So, SD Union Maricopa, they defeated AS Los Angeles 3-2. And FC Golden State, they beat Olympiacos CA 4-0. So, those were the two matchups from this past weekend in week two in the Southwest Division. We do have some news as well from News Nation. Uh, they announced that forward Carl Mercy who plays for SCU Maricopa, he was selected as the Nisa Nation Player of the Week for the week of April 3rd to the 9th. Bercy had scored two goals in SCU Maricopa's 3-2 win against AS Los Angeles this past weekend. So congrats to Carl Bercy for being named the Player of the Week in Nisa Nation. Now, if you guys have been on the Nisa website lately, or Nisa Nation website, you might have noticed Capo FC has been bouncing around. Uh, <laughs> I noticed this too as well, um, as it was shared on Reddit. So like a couple of days ago on Tuesday, I was just checking on the Nisa website. I noticed that Capo FC just popped up there randomly. And I'm like, wait a minute, Capo FC is supposed to play in USL League 2 this year. Like, are they still planning to join Nisa at some point? I don't know. So I did notice that there. And I checked on the Nisa webs Nisa Nation, excuse me, website today. And I noticed Couple FC popped up on their website too. So I'm like, wait a minute. Are they on Nisa? Nisa Nation? What, what's going on here? Now, as you guys know, Couple FC did play in Nisa Nation last year. We were not expecting them to come back to Nisa Nation this year because they had announced they were going to play in USL League Two. But I'm checking on the Nisa Nation Southwest Division schedule, and I noticed they have popped up. Now, one team that is not on there is Desert FC. I'll share more about that in a minute. But Couple FC, as you know, they were eliminated last week in the U.S. Open Cup, losing 5 nothing to Orange County SC. So maybe they're like, hey, we got a couple months before we play in the USL League. Two, maybe we can play some games in Nisa Nation for a bit. So I don't know. I don't have any updates on that. That's just something I noticed on the website today. And, you know, it's not uncommon. You have an amateur side, have multiple teams in different leagues. This is something we've seen. I mean, 
I know LA Forster, amateur side, FC Golden State. They've had teams in Nisa Nation, USL League Two, and other places. So this is nothing new. Club de Leon, they're another team. They're in Nisa now, but last year they had a team in Nisa Nation and also had a team in UPSL as well. So this is nothing new. Um, but that was just something I noticed uh as well. So we'll see. Maybe Couple FC maybe play some matches in Nisa Nation for the Southwest Division, even though that season's already started. So we'll see after this weekend what happens with that. Uh and they'll probably play some. I'm sure they're gonna play their matches in USL League 2 as well. Now, last week I did reach out to Dennis Pope just to get some clarification on what happened because Desert FC for week two was supposed to play AS Los Angeles, but that game was not played. And he told me that Desert FC is going to forego the remainder of its fixtures for the spring 2023 season in the Southwest Division for Nisa Nation after it informed the league of its decision to withdraw from Nisa Nation and that Dennis Pope wished the club well. So that is the latest update I got, at least on Desert FC's situation. But as you guys probably have noticed on checking the website, they're not on there anymore. They're not on the club page anymore. So they have dropped out. And it looks like Coppola FC may be filling in, but... I have no confirmation on that. So I guess we'll find out on that soon. Now, Nisa Nation, Southwest Division, and the Pacific Division will kick off this weekend. Uh, Nisa Nation, Southwest Division will be in Week 3. So your Week 3 matchups, we have Semecla FC taking on Real and Seneda FC. AS Los Angeles will be taking on Olympiaco CA. Pauk Tijuana FC, they will make their debut in the Southwest Division this weekend. They take on SC Union Maricopa. Lobos FC will be taking on Toros Neza USA. And then on Sunday, April 16th, the Pacific Division will kick off. Modesto City FC will be hosting Windmill City FC. All right, guys, that includes your Nisa Nation recap. Now on to my final thoughts. All right, everyone, for my final thoughts, as you know, we're going to make my predictions and preview all the Week 3 action matches this week in the NISA League. But before I get into that, uh, let me just give you some updates on the show and what we've been doing. So I'm bringing back the Nisa Day FC player of the week. I've been doing the poll for those. Uh, I'm not getting a big turnout though. So I'm going to have to figure out something creative with those, but just to give you an update on the winners, Jocelyn Poseidon for the Maryland Bobcats was voted by the fans for the opening week. Nisa today FC player of the week in Nisa. So congrats to Jocelyn Poseidon and the Maryland Bobcats for that one. And then my poll just closed today for week two. Of course, week two, we only had one matchup, and the fans chose goalkeeper Jack Bondi for the Savannah Clovers as Nisa Day FC Player of the Week after 
Savannah Clovers did lose to Gold Star FC, but fans felt Jack Pony played very well in that performance despite the loss. So he gets the Nisa Day FC Week 2 Player of the Week. So congrats to those guys. We will do another poll next week on who you guys think will be should be the Nisa Day FC Player of the Week for Week 3. So please, guys, get on Twitter and make sure you make your voice heard and vote. All right, the other big thing I have going on this week, as I mentioned earlier in my intro, I will be driving to Michigan on Friday, make the long five-hour trip from Chicago to the north suburbs of Detroit to check out Michigan Stars FC in their home opener as they host Gold Star FC in the Metro Detroit Derby. So looking forward to that matchup. I did reach out to both clubs to get some interviews. So I'm hoping to either get some interviews either before the match or after the match. And you can follow our social media handles. I will post those interviews for you guys to check out. Now, going into this matchup, it's going to be very interesting. Gold Star FC, they've been pretty busy. You know, lost to opener Chattanooga. They lost to Detroit City FC in the U.S. Open Cup. But they finally got a win, beating Savannah Clovers 1-0 on the road. So Gold Star, they have some confidence. They have that swagger back, it looks like, after getting that win. And Michigan Stars, it will be a tough test, though. These are the defending champs. Everybody knows, like, the hog position and slow the game down. And it's going to be a interesting dynamic seeing how these two sides battle it out on the pitch. And with the Michigan Stars, I know they got a draw against the Van Clovers in their first matchup of the season. So they've been well-rested, ready to go. And this is going to be the home opener, their first game since – or the first game at home, I should say, since they won the NISA League Championship last year. So I'm also going to be interested to see the turnout, see how many fans show up for Friday night. This is Friday night soccer. So this is going to be very exciting and looking forward to bringing to you guys any updates I get while I'm out there covering the game. I'll let you guys know. Got some content ideas for you guys. I'm working off the interviews, but hopefully maybe I can squeeze in a feature on a player depending on how the game goes. And maybe do some sights and sounds of that match. And, of course, you know the highlights. I'm definitely going to do the highlights. So I'm going to get a little creative this weekend from covering this game and putting some stuff on the social media channels for you guys. So stay tuned on that. But as far as the game goes, you know, I've been debating all week how this could go. I could see a draw, but I think with the Stars being at home, I'm going to go ahead and take – a one nothing win for the Michigan Stars over Gold Star FC. So that is my prediction there. Now we do have another matchup going on on Friday night as well. Club de Leon FC will be hosting Savannah Clovers FC. Interesting matchup there. Savannah Clovers, this will be their first road test in their inaugural season. Even though 
I think Daytona is what? Maybe three, three and a half hours from Savannah. I know Orlando is like four hours. So it's, I would say it's got to be at least three, three and a half hours getting down there to Daytona Beach, Florida. But that's the other interesting dynamic. As I mentioned in last week's episode, Club They Own FC, they're still training, practicing in Orlando, but they will play their games this year, their home games this year at Daytona Stadium, the home of Bethune Cooking University. So, Club they own. They only played the the opening week. They've been off. Savannah Clover's been busy as well. Of course, I forgot both Club they own and Savannah were also in action in the U.S. Open Cup. Both teams on the losing end. So it'll be an interesting matchup. Two expansion sides battling each other out. Savannah Clover's, you know, despite losing to Gold Star at home, they did put up a good effort. But as I mentioned earlier, they missed those first half chances. They could have had two or three goals possibly. And that's going to be my question on Savannah Clover's. They'll have Andrew Barriman back after he served his suspension last week. So maybe he can bring a change of pace up the attack for the Clovers. Club Leon FC, I felt they did really well with the possession for everything I've seen at LA Force in their first matchup. I think Club Leon will certainly improve, but I'm going to go with the 1-1 draw in this one. I'm going to go with the draw between Club Leon FC and the Savannah Clovers. Now, Sunday, we have Albion San Diego, their first matchup of the season, and they got a big test for their home opener as the boys in blue from Chattanooga will be in town to crash their home opener. <laughs> and Albion San Diego, they've gone through a lot of changes with uh, key players like Mele Malongo and Varela gone, and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this team gels under the new coach. And I just, I don't know. I'll be honest, I just don't know what to expect. I mean, we didn't see how their preseason went, so I don't know what, what to go off of And other than some of the players they signed. Now, Chattanooga FC, that team has been really good. They're really good for the, the preseason, and they're dominating their opponents. They crushed Gold Star in the home opener. They beat the Moy Menace in the Open Cup. I'm not going to pick against Chattanooga FC on this one. I think Chattanooga FC I'm going to put on a good show. I'll be honest, Diego with some new players. I'm going to take them some time to gel. And I think they'll, they'll, they'll fight in this game. But I'm going to go with a 3-1 win for Chattanooga FC. That's my prediction in this one. All right, guys. So that's my final thoughts. Now let's close out the show. All right, everyone, that will conclude this edition of the Nice Today FC podcast. If you guys enjoy the show and have any feedback, comments, or suggestions, you can follow me on my personal Twitter page. It's at JT underscore Taylor 88. And if you guys like the show and want to keep up with all the latest updates, you can follow us on our social media handles. We're on Facebook at Nisa Today FC. We're also on Instagram at Nisa underscore Today FC. And we're also on Twitter at Nisa underscore Today FC. You guys enjoy all the matchups this weekend in Nisa and Nisa Nation. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye for now. Thank you.